This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. When Jesus left this earth, he never intended to leave us powerless. When he said, these signs will follow those who believe, in my name they will cast out demons, speak with new tongues, pick up serpents, drinking anything deadly it will not hurt them, or lay hands on the sick and they'll recover, he gave us miracle power. Here in Pastor Series, You Are a Miracle Worker, taught as you've never heard it before, we study the two most powerful tools God's ever given mankind, gifts making us miracle workers, the name of Jesus and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Do you have questions about this baptism? What speaking in tongues is all about? Or why is it that just at the mention of that holy name, every knee in heaven on and under the earth must bow? Their power now revealed to you with their anointing on you, in you, and flowing through you, God has truly made you a worker of miracles. You know, there are some people that have a hard time with the Trinity of God, you know, uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's a mystery we don't fully understand, but it's one that is found in the pages of the Bible from Genesis right on to the, to the end of the book of Revelation. And right here is proof that Jesus was there in the beginning. Jesus was there, right there, when Satan rebelled and Satan got kicked out of heaven. He said, I saw him with my own eyes, Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And he says, 19, behold, I give you authority. Everybody say authority. And if you read this in the King James, it says power, but the real word here should be authority. And that word authority is exousia. It means ability. It means jurisdiction. It means liberty. It means right. It means strength. It it, it means that we have uh, the authority to, to stop his power. That's what the word means. And Jesus said, behold, I give you. So right here, Jesus transfers this authority to his believers. He says, I have it, it's invested in me, now I give it to you. I was there, I saw Satan fall. So you see, the first thing we have to understand is that uh, Jesus didn't want us to be in this earth without power, without authority. When, when we see God does everything so wonderfully that he didn't leave us here powerless against the devil. There are people that are afraid of the enemy. You should never be afraid of the devil. Well, we don't want to, we don't want to talk about the devil because we're afraid he might come. You should never be afraid. Jesus said, listen, I saw him and I give you authority. Listen, to trample on serpents, on scorpions and over all, everybody say all, all of the power of the enemy. Now this word power is much like the word, the second word for power that's here, or, or actually in the new King James, uh, First, it says, I give you authority. If you're reading the King James, it says power, but the real word is authority. But over here, it says to trample over all the power of the enemy. That word power is the same word dunamis that we read about in the book of Acts. This is the power. This is the miracle power. This is the lightning power, the the kind of power that can demonstrate something. So we learn here that the devil can demonstrate things. He does have some form of power, you know, to do things and to cause things and to make things happen. 
And Jesus tells us here, he says, I, basically he's saying, I don't leave you powerless. And I give you authority over everything that the enemy, in other words, if the enemy does something, I give you the authority to stop him. Just like the government gives the police officer the authority to stop a criminal when he's in the midst of a crime. That police officer has the authority and he also has, he, he not only has the exousia, the authority, but he also has the dunamis. He's got a gun. He's got handcuffs. He has a baton. So he not only has the authority, but he has the power to exercise that authority. That brings us back to the book of Acts where Jesus said, not in so many days, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you shall receive power, dunamis. Woo, think about it. So he says here in Luke, he says, now I give you the authority over the devil and over all his power. So now not only we find out that we have the authority, but we also studied and we found out that we have the power. We have the authority and the power. We have the authority in his name and we have the power of God that's in us to stop all of the power of the enemy. Glory to God. Somebody, is anybody getting that? Woo. We have both not, not only the exousia of the authority, but we also have the power. We have the dunamis. So he says here, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on uh, serpents. In other words, he's given us, listen, if you really understand this, he's given us the authority to go mess up the enemy. That's why I believe in taking back what the enemy has stolen. That's why I believe uh, in prosperity and healing and well-being. I believe that we need to go back into the enemy's territory and shake hell's gates one more time and declare in the name of Jesus that I have been given the authority in the name of Jesus, by Jesus, by which everything in the earth, everything on the earth, everything in the heavens and everything beneath the earth must bow. We need to go back to hell's gates. We need to go back to the place of our losses. We need to go back to the place of our trouble. We need to go back to the places uh, that we, we desire to have and declare in the name of Jesus by the authority of Jesus that you're giving it up, devil. You're giving it up. You're not going to hold this back from me anymore. Why? We have the exousia. We have the authority, just like the police officer has the authority to stop crime. So do you have the authority to stop the crime of the devil? And it, let me tell you what, the enemy gets away with a lot of stuff because there are a lot of people who are not aware of how serious a matter this is and the authority, the exousia, the authority that we have in his name. In other words, uh, basically it comes down to this. If you don't allow it, he can't do it. If you don't allow it, he can't do it. Glory to God, somebody get excited about that. But you have to understand that you have the authority. That's why I, I don't believe anybody should ever run from the devil, be afraid of the devil. Man, what we ought to be doing is we should be going into devil-infested territory and shaking hell's gates with everything we've got because Jesus said, Jesus said, I have given you the exousia, the right, the privilege, the authority to trample ground that is held by the enemy. That's why we should never be afraid to make inroads. Let's do something new. Let's do something different. Let's break hell's gates. Let's come again. Remember, this is the year 2008. We're shaking hell's gates. You, you need, you, listen, you're tired of being poor. Poverty is a work of the enemy. 
And you can sit in your poverty and you can moan about it and complain about it and talk about how nobody's giving you a break and nothing ever happens for you. And you'll be sitting in that poverty for the next 10 years if, you're in, if you stay in that condition. But the minute you rise up and realize that it's the enemy who is the source of your trouble and, and begin to realize that he is the author of poverty, just like he's the author of sickness, just like he's the author of disease, just like he's the author of infirmities, just like he's the author of trouble. That's why in the book of Ephesians, it tells us, don't wrestle with flesh and blood. Your problem is not people. Your problem is a devil. It's a demon. Somewhere along the line, the enemy has got his hands on this thing. It's not people. People just end up being the instruments through whom the devil works. And we're wasting our time with people. What we need to do is get to the source and with the authority that we have in the name of Jesus, begin to break down and dismantle all of the power. Because he told us, he's given, listen, he says, behold, I've given you authority to trample on serpents, on scorpions, and over all. Everybody say all. Is, is all an inclusive word? What does all mean? All. I'll help you all. So over all the power or the dunamis of the, of the enemy. So no matter what he tries you know, people don't want to hear the devil has power, but the devil does have power. But the fact of the matter, the scriptural standpoint is that we have greater power because we have Jesus's name backing us up. Jesus has given us his power, his authority, and the right to use his name and use his power against all that the enemy would try to bring against you. Now, to finish my story about my mother, you know, after two weeks of, of confessing and speaking and cursing that pain in the name of Jesus, the pain left her. After two weeks, the enemy contested and tried to hold back that healing or take back that healing because the enemy will try to take it. Tried to take that after two weeks of confessing and believing and, and working on it. All of a sudden, one day, the pain disappeared and it never came back again until her dying day. She never had trouble with that pain ever again. So, you see, it's the power of the name. It's the power that's invested in the name. You have to understand this. So he says, he says, of course, verse 20 says, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. Now, now he says, don't rejoice in the fact that spirits are subject to you. But, the, but what we need to understand is that spirits are subject to us. You understand, right? He says, don't, in other words, don't put so much attention on the fact that spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. It's a greater blessing and it's something we ought to spend more time on thinking that, you know, praise God that we're saved. Let's not just get devil happy. But the fact of the matter is, he says, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are, but the spirits are subject. The spirits are subject to us. Sickness is subject to us. That's why Jesus identified as a spirit of infirmity in the woman who was bowed over for 18 years or whatever, uh, bowed over with that, that, that thing in her hump in her back. He identified it as a spirit. Sickness and illness is a spirit and the Bible says that the spirits are subject to us in his name, in the name of Jesus. He says, nevertheless, do not rejoice in the fact that spirits are subject, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. In other words, get happy with the fact that you're saved. I mean, that ought, to be, that, ought to be the, that ought to be what makes you happy, not just the fact that devils submit, but the fact is that demons are subject to the name of Jesus, subject to us in the name of Jesus. So we have the exousia, we have the authority to trample on them, to invade them. Some of you need to invade some devil, devil in territory, de, uh, devilish territory. 
Some of us have been robbed and ripped off by the enemy. We need to get back and stand our ground and say enough is enough is enough. Right now I draw a line in the sand and you ain't crossing this line. In fact, you're getting pushed back. Do like my mother. Tell me, go back to hell. In her simple little faith, boy, she understood it. Go back to hell where you belong. So we have the exousia, the authority, the right, the privilege, and we also have the dunamis, which is the miracle wonder working power of God, the devil busting power of God. And the power of God is greater than all the power of the enemy. Can I get a better amen than that? Somebody help me here. Hallelujah. So I believe that we need to stir ourselves up and get back to, uh, if we've been there before, we need to get back to understanding the authority and the power that's invested in the name of Jesus and the right and the privilege that we have to use the name. The right and the privilege that God has given to us to stop and to halt any demon devilish activity in his precious and awesome name. Praise the Lord. That's why when we sing these songs, I mean, I wonder sometimes if anybody really, under, how many people really understand? I like that, that one song that we sing, you know, the heavens must roll back. Put your foot on the devil's head. You like that one? Why? Because you have authority in the name of Jesus. Put your foot on the, ooh, glory to God. Why? Because we have the authority in, we have the exousia. Just like the police officer, again, has the exousia on the street corner to stop traffic. You go stand in the middle of Mamaronic Avenue and put your hands out. <laughs> we'll be scraping you off Mamaronic Avenue with a spatula. <laughs> no one's going to be paying attention to you. But you get one of these guys or one of these gals in our church that's a police officer. They put on their hat, put their whistle, put their stand out there. Man, everything comes to a halt. One day, you know, because we have so many cars coming and going on Sunday that we try to get the police out here. And one day we didn't have the official White Plains police, but we have our own police officers that are full-fledged cops. They've got their badges. They've done their time. They've been trained. We stick them out there. But the only thing is they can't wear the uniform. So one day they were out there stopping. I think it was Eddie... Perez, is Eddie here? You were stopping traffic. Someone mouth off at him. Now, I'm sure Eddie was thinking, I wish I was in my turf in New York City with my uniform on, because I'd bop this guy right over the head, put some handcuffs on him, and drag him into... But he couldn't do a thing about it. Why? Because in this, in this area, he had no jurisdiction and didn't have his uniform on. So the guy didn't want to stop. Guys mouth him off, you know, keep going. People so but you put a you put a police officer there with, with the badge and the whole all the regalia and the, the lights flashing, man, everything comes to a halt. Well, that's how you are. That's why, let me tell you what. That's why there's there's a story in the book of Acts called uh, about the seven sons of Sceva. And they were watching what Paul was doing and watching, you know, how he was healing people and casting out devils in the name of Jesus. So these seven sons of Sceva decide one day that they're going to go do the same thing that Paul was doing. So they come up against the demo, uh, a demon-possessed man or whatever it was. And he says, they, they, all, they look at him and say, in the name of Jesus, who Paul speaks of, I adjure you. Expecting the demon to, you know, leave and something to happen. And all of a sudden, the demons jumped on the seven sons of Sceva. This one man who was possessed with these demons jumps on them and beats the living snot out of them. <laughs> Kicks them to the ground. And he says to him, he says, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who the heck are you? 
had no authority. No authority. Had no authority. Glory to God. See? He knew, the devil knew that that one was without authority. It's like someone coming to church one time and picking up a message like this and not being born again, not being, giving their life to the Lord, not being one of Jesus' own and going out and saying, you know, I adjure you, you know, devil in the name of Jesus who Pastor Ray speaks of. Watch out, man. You're going to get knocked. You're going to get your teeth knocked out. You can't do that. You have, see, but you see now that now the flip side of that is that when, when you're, when you become a believer, like, like all of you here tonight, most of you, I think all of you, I'm going to assume all of you, you're a believer in Jesus. You've accepted him. You've been engrafted in. You're part of the vine. Everything Jesus is and everything Jesus has now becomes yours and it just flows to you freely. Now you are part, you, you've been deputized. God puts his seal of approval on you gives you the name that is above every name. Now you can stand before everything the enemy would ever try to do in your life and say, stop in the name of Jesus. He's going to stop because he knows that you know who you are. One of the reasons why the enemy doesn't quit is because he contests or he challenges whether we really know who we are in Christ. That's why doubt and unbelief comes our way. He contests, he wants, he tries to, he tries to, cause doubt in your mind and that's when you have to stand on your ground. Listen, if, if the car res- does not stop at the police officer's, officer's command and he keeps going, the next thing that happens is the cop goes after him in a car. And if he can't chase him down and get him, they begin to dispatch many cars. And they will not give up. And if they can't catch him in this jurisdiction, they start calling all the surrounding towns in which that man is escaping or trying to escape and they will call everything they've got, every police officer in New York State if they have to across America to halt somebody. Glory to God. You have the authority and we have the authority in the name of Jesus. The enemy must, must submit. If he doesn't, we've got all heaven that backs us up. I'm telling you, you have to know the authority that you have. Uh, you see, that's why, that's why sometimes I'm very particular about who prays for me and who agrees with me. Because listen, it's like the cop, and I'm sure these, these folks here tonight that are police officers would tell you, you don't want a partner in the car who's a coward, who doesn't really know the authority they have and is afraid to use the authority. Am I right, gentlemen, ladies? You want somebody with you that knows equally, like you do, the authority that they have, and they are willing to use that authority to the full extent if they have to. And they'll do everything they can and everything they have to do to exercise that authority against that criminal or that outlaw. Hallelujah. Well, that's exactly how it is in the spirit. That's why when you gather up with somebody, you better make sure that that person is not just pretending and playing. You better make sure that who you're, you're agreeing with and is standing with you, for you they, that they understand their exousia, the authority, and the dunamis, the power, the miracle power, the tangible power. We talked about all the forms of that power. But they better understand those two forms of the power if they're going to stand with you. I don't want no coward, no chicken, no play actor standing with me. I want somebody that when they say, halt in the name of Jesus, that the devil is going to just come to his, his feet and just, just stop dead right there. Amen? Come on. How many of you are with me tonight? 
This is serious stuff. It's a matter of it's a matter of life and death. You know, I didn't get a chance to get some over over to this other stuff, and maybe I'll hold it for another time. But we have authority in the in John's Gospel, chapter fourteen, twelve to fourteen. Jesus said, "Most surely I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also." What? You got to be kidding me. Jesus cleansed lepers, healed the sick, raised the dead. He said, I say to whoever believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. What? Huh? That's right. Whatever Jesus did, he said we can do. But, but notice the qualifier, believes, believes. If you don't believe in him and you don't believe in, in what, what he's done and you don't believe that you can do it, then it ain't going to work for you. And he said, also greater works than these will you do. And what he means is not greater in performance necessarily, but greater in magnitude because he was only one person when he was in the flesh on this earth dispensing one miracle at a time. We are the body of Christ that now has Jesus living in us who's been given not only the authority but the power to go out and to bust the devil and to break into his territory and to stop and to halt everything that the enemy would ever try to do. Come on. So he said, we're going to do greater work going to be a whole lot more going on because there's supposed to be a whole lot more people believing this stuff and going out and halting the devil and stopping him and listen you're not going to stop the devil in anybody else's life until you stop him in your own now listen to verse 13 it says and whatever you ask in my name that i will do that the father may be glorified in the son if you ask anything in my name i will do it there's the authority again he's basically giving you a blank check I have a checkbook. You have a checkbook. My checkbook has my name on it. And at the bank, there's on file my signature. If I want to write out that check, I want to give somebody money, I make out the amount, and I sign my name to it. They deposit it. It goes through. It gets cashed. If someone takes a check or I inadvertently give someone a check and I don't put my name on it, guess what? The bank won't, won't cash it. It bounces back. They send you back with it. Jesus has given you a blank check to ask anything you want in his name and he assigned the check with his name. Anything you ask in the name, it's like a blank check with his name on it. See, man, I, I, I want to get on that one, I think, next time we're together um, on Thursday night because I'm going to tell you what, it, 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 see, this is where people get, they get all hung up. Uh, let's get all the religion out of here. You want a new car? God will give you a new car. He'll give you a blank check, any, anything you ask in my name. See how powerful the name of Jesus is? I remember when I first got started with, I was sick of being poor. I said, Lord, your word says anything I ask in your name, I'm asking you, Lord, get me out of this poverty. I, I, got, I got to be able to have something in my hand, you know, to enjoy my life and to help others and to do, do something for others. I want to do that. I want to be a giver. I used to sit in these meetings and hear about these people and write these checks and bless people. And I said, I want to be one of those people. Anything you ask in the name of Jesus, see how powerful the name is? He's given you a blank check and it's signed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He said, anything you ask, it's payable. It's payable. It's payable on demand. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.